0: I'm Brad Pike and this is Dear Diarrhea, a podcast about our embarrassing first attempts at self-expression, whether that's diaries, live journals, zengas, music, poetry, or stand-up. Today's guest is Emily Diego. Hello, Hi, Emily.
1: Hello. How are you?
0: <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> uh, we were just talking about uh, the same topic that we're always talking about, which is what, what happened to everyone? What,
1: how did our, how did we, how did our uh, very first pandemic go?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the last episode we were talking to um, Unji Kim. Oh yes. And um, <laughs> I was saying that uh, we should like rename this podcast from dear diarrhea to sad comedians. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone who comes on is like okay here's my diary entry um can i tell you um it's been really hard
1: <laughs> like this is the first time i've actually spoken to anyone else
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh my god uh, so uh what are we going to be hearing tonight
1: yeah i i have three little pieces for us they're all pretty short um One is really emo. So like, maybe we'll start with that one because this is an emo podcast, as you've Mm -hmm. mentioned. So, and as maybe some of you know, I, as a 14 year old used to write, um, rent fan fiction and fan fiction in general. So the emo pieces back to my rent roots, um, the, The next piece or one of the other pieces that I'm going to be reading is a Newsies fan fiction Mm -hmm. piece, which is really special. Spoiler alert. One chapter only definitely was supposed to be more but clearly i did not know where i was going with it so it's, it's never really- too
0: late to pick up the threads <laughs> i think you
1: know right. <laughs> <laughs> now's the
0: perfect time you got all this time on your hands
1: all this time on my hands might as well um <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens after tonight can
0: you imagine coming out of quarantine and being like i have an entire thing of newsies fan fiction <laughs>
1: like- put up somewhere <laughs> I think people would be really nice to me because they, you know, every artist is like, Hey, I've been having a hard time. You've been having a hard time. So I feel like the community would feel really sad for me,
0: but they would show up.
1: Yes. They'd come to the show and be like, (laughs) Oh, you know She, she was trying, we gotta be there for her. So Mm. I think that's probably what would happen. (laughs) And then the last piece I have is um, a literal diary entry. Again, I I must've had a trend of, first of all, I know that this is gonna be a podcast, but my handwriting is so bad that I feel like I cannot read this. But I I clearly have a trend of starting something and then literally just never again. So-
0: I will say um, so, so many of the- um, guests who do the podcast uh, when they're reading their diaries, it's like maybe two, maybe three entries. And then people are like, this is actually exhausting and I have things I want to do and I don't want to <laughs> just write about, you know, but most, most people's days are boring. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I, I think that's probably what little, little nine-year-old me was going through where I was like, you know what? I don't have anything else to say. So <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so what are we going to start with?
1: Yeah, so let's let's start with the emo one. It, it, it's the other is this ones. Is the I rent find, one? Yes, yes, this is the get rent one. I got a question.
0: One. What mm-hmm. is it about rent that yeah. so captures the imagination of the kind of burgeoning
1: theater child? Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have a lot of thoughts on this, so I'm going to try to condense it, but. So, so <laughs> Did this... I just
0: I... open up Pandora's box or? <laughs> yeah,
1: I put a lot of thought into this because the sheer amount of rent fan fiction I have is alarming and disturbing. Um, and all came from like one to maybe two years of my life. It was like a short period of time where this was it for me. But maybe to help answer your question, I'll I'll set the scene. The scene. So I'm 14 years old. Maybe I'm. Maybe this started when I was like 13, between 13 and 14. Pretty, you know, junior high. Don't have many friends. Recently lost my close friends. I. It was definitely in that. Awful they all phase. died in
0: a bus accident.
1: Yes. You know how that happens to all <laughs> of us. <laughs> yeah. They, I was definitely, I think becoming more and more, I was always sort of a whack attack child, but I think at that 12 to 13 to 14 year old year old age, I was becoming more and more odd we'll say. And as you enter junior high, that's not, terribly acceptable. Mm. So I think my group of friends who had been with me for a long time, finally had enough. And they were like, she is ruining our street cred. We got to go. So they piece. I, so truly no friends. I find musical theater, but more than musical theater, I find rent. And I will say as a privileged white child like nothing my life aside from the sadness of feeling like oh my all my close friends don't want to be friends with me me anymore aside from that i think there was nothing really wrong with my life and i think i was dying for that drama or Mm. (laughs) just needing to relate to something and perhaps i felt a certain type of sadness that i hadn't felt before and i felt that somehow that was reflected in rent. And as you know, rent is about a group of artists, bohemian artists who are so poor, they do not want to pay their rent. Several of them are, have HIV or HIV positive or have AIDS. So as, as you can, you know, understand as a- They all get AIDS,
0: right? That's the thing. Most
1: of them, not all of them, not all of them. So needless to say, as a privileged 14 year old white girl, that that resonated with me, you know, <laughs> my situation was exactly the same as theirs. But yeah, to answer your question, I, I do think it has to do with having almost nothing go wrong in your life, but you want your life to have something more to it or to mean something more. And yeah. then you look at rent and you're like, this is what life could be.
0: You know, I always think about there's a um a book I read called After the Workshop that's about um people at an MFA. It's at the it's it's about the Iowa Writers Workshop. Yes. And yes. Uh, there's this scene in there where um there's like a couple MFA students uh chatting and and uh one of them is saying to the other one um, God, I wish that uh, my dad had died in some tragic way, like yours did, because like you can mine that for so much, you know, material. And I've had such a boring, privileged life. And <laughs> I, it's you know, exactly and I think that. Like, like all of this person's classmates were like, you know, Syrian immigrants, and uh, <laughs> you know, had. a a brother with you know down syndrome or something and and oh but they were just grew up born privileged yeah so (laughs) so nothing to write about it's so sad like it's so tragic
1: (laughs) i think if i heard that i would have been like you know at 13 or 14 i think i would have been like yes Yes. (laughs) yeah yes poor me so then I somehow write this piece, which is titled, Why Me?
0: Great. So, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so that's,
1: that's the mood. Why Me? It's a three different perspectives, very short piece. So I guess I'll just jump in. <clears throat> also, content warning, I do mention... I mean, I already have mentioned, but I again will mention AIDS. So for anyone who's like, I don't have the time for this, I don't blame you. Don't
0: worry, we put a trigger warning on every podcast saying (laughs) we may or definitely do mention AIDS.
1: Yeah, (laughs) in this case, definitely mention AIDS. Mm -hmm. So again, if you need to skip ahead 30 seconds to a minute, hey, don't blame you, (laughs) but here we go. Why me? at Mimi's loft. Mimi is alone. What am I doing? Shit, Mimi. You got to figure out your life. Let me see. I'm a girl. A girl with AIDS. Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) I work in the cat scratch club. That's just great, Mimi, just great. Why does everyone else have their life figured out? Why me? Damn it! Spelled D A M, D A M N apostrophe T. So, damn it! How many times have you done this? Had this talk with yourself? You don't have much time left, Mimi. You don't have much time. You totally fucked up my relationship with Roger. Oh man, Roger. You loved him so much. Why? Why? The minute you get happy, You just have to go ruin it. You always ruin everything. And with Benny, you're not even happy with him. Shit, what am I going to do? At Mark's room, (laughs) Mark is alone. Sniffles. Oh, Maureen, why? And her over me? I'm going to pause. Mark's ex-Maureen. She realizes she's a lesbian or at least bisexual, one or the other. So I'm already needing to comment on the misguided and her over me comment. I um, yeah. just want to point that out. I mean, anyway. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Because um, what did I do?
1: In,
0: this is in Rent. This is all like, these are all characters in Rent. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Thank you for explaining yeah. because I do yeah. not know anything. I have somehow gone through my entire life without wow. ever seeing rent or, you know,
1: I want to say good for you. I want to say good for you. <laughs> it's, <I mean. laughs> it's special. There, there, the three characters here are Mimi who was the first little excerpt I just read for who mm-hmm. she's the one who's a stripper at the Cat Scratch Club, and she gets with a different character called Roger at some point. Gotcha. You'll hear about Roger. Mark is Roger's roommate. Mark was dating Maureen. Turns out Maureen is a lesbian and begins to date Joanne. So that's why I just needed to pause to question young me. I I guess I just didn't understand how it worked, you know, for Mark to for me to think that Mark would think what did I do <laughs> <okay> Joanne.
0: <laughs> Mark you weren't a woman that was the mm-hmm. problem
1: and that was the issue Mark but uh I was confused you know I was confused back then. <laughs> but yeah this is Mark's excerpt so he says and her over me what did I do why me I I'm always going to be that pathetic person behind the camera A nobody. Everyone seems to have found that person. Why not me? Maureen, Joanne, Collins, Angel, Roger, me. Well, maybe I'm not the only one who's lonely right now, but Roger is a somebody. Next week, he'll have that special person again. I know he will. And me, I'll just be sitting here alone with my camera feeling sorry for myself. What if I just leave, leave all of my problems behind? Will anyone care? Will anyone miss me? Third part, at Roger's room. Roger is alone. How did you do it, Roger? How the hell did you do it? You were so stupid. Oh, man, you are such an idiot. You let yourself fall into her trap. Damned. You knew it wouldn't turn out well. You knew it, but no, you just kept coming back to her. No, letting her come back to you. You knew she lied to you. You knew where she was all the times she left you, Benny. Out of all the people she could have cheated with, she chose Benny. You know, you should be happy that it's finally over, Roger. You should be happy, but no, you still miss her. You want her back. Why me? Everything bad happens to me. Fuck. Mimi. Why? And then this part's really special. (laughs) Crying softly slash singing softly. (laughs) I die without you. Okay. Then I have an author's note. I don't know if you know but on fan fiction as the author you can speak to your target audience and i think this really brings it home every
0: great work of art has some kind of like footnote that's like okay but this is what i really
1: yes <laughs> in my <Yep>. defense
0: <laughs> yep.
1: and that's what this was but this is even more pathetic i say author's note hey it was just an idea <laughs> <laughs> no- <laughs> Just trying new things. But thanks for reading. Oh, and please leave a review. Even if you didn't like it, but if you didn't, can you just maybe give me some tips or something so I can fix my writing? Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) If you didn't like it, uh, just give me some constructive criticism.
1: (laughs) Give me some tips so I can make my writing better.
0: I got a question. What was your imagination about how this would be presented? Would this be performed, or would this be because it's it read like a script, like this was a yes, like a play, like a spin off, like a sequel?
1: Yeah, I think that one was almost like I think I was trying to pull from one of the songs that happens in the musical Rent. And I was trying to imagine, like, if I could put dialogue to what they were feeling, this is what either their inner monologues would be saying or what they'd be like if they were having a soliloquy, what they'd say. So that one's kind of like not before or after, just somehow during the musical. I guess I imagined it being performed. I, I think that's that's probably the case. Um but I think I also just loved, again, I didn't, this was a darker period in my life, didn't have a ton of friends. I think these characters were my friends. I almost just liked the activity of like sitting and daydreaming.
0: Fantasizing. Yes. Yeah. About Fantasizing them.
1: that I yeah, was a part yeah. of this world.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
1: also heavily identified with Mark. I always identified with you I don't think it had to be a male character usually a male character though and always the saddest male character that was oh, no. that was me
0: do you have a <laughs> uh, like a mental list of these sad men that you
1: <laughs> yes <Yeah>, so <laughs> oh, mark for sure is like number 1 mark is the one but in the next fan fiction that I'll read that's of newsies or about <laughs> newsies I identify deeply with Crutchy who is the crippled news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I this is another musical I know almost nothing about but the the, the fact that his name is Crutchy.
1: Crutchy after cuz he has a crutch. Yeah. I, I yeah, this was also around the same time period I had just been cast. I was part of a local children's theater. And this was, I'd say in the darkness I was experiencing, the one light was that outside of school, I went to this children's theater. And so I was slowly starting to make a couple of friends outside of school. And I think I didn't appear quite like the freak I appeared At school. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think I was just a little more embraced there. And that's probably what was encouraging me to like, find my voice, if you will.
0: You know, it's so funny how um, some kids, they either, they, they either sand down the, the kind of like, fucked up parts of their personality so that they can like get by or they just find other people that are you know they just yes. find a community of fucked up people that will validate their weird fucked upness. and sometimes that's a positive thing like with theater yes. or whatever and then other times um you know for example the incel community or um i don't know uh, uh proud boys or something yeah uh, it's exactly. in a way. <laughs>
1: it's, it, it can go either way. Yeah, yeah. This was for sure a very fucked up group of people. I'm like in the midst of trying to co-write something about the experience of that children's theater with one of my best friends. So the children's theater did lead me to meet so many amazing people. So like, no matter what, that was one of the best, I, I think my What in my past, I used to consider like one of the worst things that ever happened, which was, you know, seventh grade, losing all of my friends, then slowly turned into like one of the best things that could have ever happened because I definitely met, I met my freaks and became who I am (laughs) in a pretty innocent way. Fortunately, not turning into a proud boy, for example, (laughs) But yeah, at this period of time, I was just cast in Newsies and I was cast as Crutchy again, because I auditioned for Crutchy. Like that was who I identified. It
0: resonated with you. Uh
1: (laughs) (laughs) As it does, as it does. So yeah, this one is no title here. Again, I think it's definitely a piece that I was assuming I'd write many chapters to. It ends right after this chapter. I think I, I, think I shot too far. <laughs> All
0: right. I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> author's note. It's got to start with an author's this note.
0: This is so... Th-
1: <laughs> okay. This is my first Newsies story as you may see in my bio. What is this
0: being posted on?
1: Where, where? Rentfiction.net, Brad. Okay,
0: I'm an idiot. Okay, yes, of course.
1: (laughs) Brad, please. Anyway, this is my first Newsy story. As you may see in my bio, I usually write rent fix. Yeah. The combination of writing Rent and Newsies isn't common. Oh, well, go me and Tracy, a.k.a. Dr. Fuzz. I'm going to pause. Tracy Scarrow, if you're listening, I'm so sorry that I'm dragging you into this. And I'm so sorry that we referred to your pen name as Dr. Fuzz. (laughs) Tracy and I are enrolled in Newsies for our acting program. She's playing racetrack and I'm playing Crutchy. So we decided to write a story about our characters. By the way, go read her story. I can guarantee that it's 10 times better than this will ever be. Okay, anyhow, please don't flame. And constructive criticism is welcomed, thank you. This story will reflect on Crutchy's past, most likely where he meets Jack and the gang. Enjoy. The gang, meaning the rest of the newsies. Also, I don't, I need to look Mm. up what don't flame means.
0: Oh, I I think it just means like don't go on there and and post something inflammatory. Like, okay. uh, You know, uh, uh, that Crutchy wouldn't do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Brad, please don't flame after this, okay? (laughs) Timothy, 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 get up. Mrs. Riley gently shook her son's shoulder. Get up, honey, sweetheart, you're going to be late. All right, ma, he grumbled. Timothy slowly crawled to the end of his bed, grabbed his laid out cloths, clothes, I think, and started to undress. As he walked to the kitchen, he saw his family sitting in the usual order at the table. His dad was reading the sun over the chair on the left side of the kitchen table. His mother was standing by the stove, making eggs. His sister, Erin, was sitting opposite from her father, flattening out her yellow dress. It was a nice summer morning. The sun was shining, the air smelled of tulips. Everything was normal, right on schedule. The Rileys were wealthier than most of the families in their town, but they were very generous with their money. Most of it went to charity, and some of it went to the children's allowance. I guess you could say we were like one of they were like one of those TV families, or well, they came off that way.
0: Every Tuesday. What a great say- simile. They were like one of those TV families. <laughs> uh, I can just conjure in my mind exactly what that is.
1: <laughs> so detailed, so specific. <laughs> Every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, Timothy would go help his father at the factory. Uh, I, like, I really like this line. Mr. Riley was the manager at Squeaky Clean Soap, one of the major soap factories. <laughs> hmm Timothy liked working there. It gave him something to do. He liked spending quality time with his father. That was when he was in a good mood. Mr. Riley had a big temper problem. He always had it. So Timothy was used to it. Mr. Riley didn't really get angry at Aaron very often and hardly ever at Mrs. Riley. If he did, he would never yell or hit them. He would just be silent and stern. And when he acted like that, they knew better than to then not to bother him. Are you ready, Tim? Mr. Riley asked. Yeah, Pop, Timothy answered cheerfully. Good, let's go, he said as he kissed Mrs. Riley on the cheek and Erin on the head. I got a question. Yes. Um, yeah, please. So
0: Timothy is crutchy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You got so it. So are we Are we getting the origin of how he yes. becomes
1: I, like- <laughs> I I think that was my goal, but, you know, I, I don't want to get your hopes up. Okay. I, I unfortunately um, don't think we learn how, <laughs> just because the story wasn't continued. But yes, that was the um, intention.
0: Okay. Okay. You
1: also, a trademark of mine is that in every fan fiction, I'm always having the characters give other characters a kiss on the top of the head. In every single one. So
0: was that a thing yeah. in your family <laughs> or
1: maybe I don't, I don't, I <laughs> honestly don't know. I, yeah, I think I was like, this is what affection is. Cause like, God knows I didn't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Cause it's like, even in the rent fan fictions that I've written romantic partners were doing that to each other. Like, I think in my head, I was like, well, when someone loves another person, they kiss them on the top of the head
0: what you must have seen something.
1: <laughs> I feel like my dad probably was like, bye. And if I was at the kitchen table, maybe kiss the top of my head. But for me to mm-hmm. then take that and place that in any affectionate moment is just, you know, I don't even know what to call it. Just a interesting, <laughs> interesting thing. <laughs> bye mom. Bye Erin, Timothy said, giving his mother a hug and a kiss and Aaron a nudge on the shoulder. And with that, they were out at the factory a few hours later. Hiya, Timothy. Where's your pop? James, the assistant manager, asked. Hey, James. Eh, I think he's in his office. Thanks, Timmy boy. You know, use like your pop more and more each day. Yeah, I know timothy was told (laughs) eyes no eyes no i'm a newsie. (laughs) timothy was told that often he didn't know why it made him angry but something about it made him upset in mr riley's office hey james how's are you buddy mr riley said with a big smile on his face this is 1900s new york okay this is how everyone talked no Mm -hmm. doubt Mm -hmm. He and James have been close friends for many years. I'm good, Henry. How about you? James replied wor- worriedly. I'm all right. Is something wrong? He asked, noticing the change in James's expression. Eh, Henry, I've got some bad news. Yes? Can I lock the door? <laughs> yes. Yes, what's the bad news? Henry, while your wife and daughter, they was walking into town this morning. There was a fight. Henry got very silent and still. He didn't want to hear what was coming next.
0: There was a fight.
1: <laughs> Henry, James said, putting his hands on Henry's shoulders, trying to ease the pain in Henry's expression. There was a fire. Henry, your wife and daughter were killed. <laughs> okay. We need a timeout. First, there was a fight. They're yeah. just in the middle of town. Then there was a fire.
0: Oh, yeah. I was like trying to figure out, did I miss something?
1: No, or no, no. Just
0: two unrelated incidents.
1: I think, it, I, I don't know what I think.
0: I, I, Do you think it, that there was a first draft in which there was a fight and uh they were murdered by random people in this fight like
1: and then a second draft where i was like no 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 that's too gruesome it has to be a fire or is did what is this implying that the fight led to the fire as if that's a normal sequence
0: Maybe they're also just throwing molotov cocktails at each (laughs) other and it just got out of control i mean i mean i'm a little confused if they were they were walking somewhere right
1: right it feels like they're just let's let's picture walking down clark street yeah there's a a fire oh and a fire and they die immediately
0: (laughs) (laughs) also i love they died in a tragic accident Timothy wasn't there. That's not how he becomes crutchy.
1: That's correct. There's going to be
0: another disaster.
1: (laughs) You're right right on the the nose. That is exactly (laughs) right. And something else I'd like to point out, um, I I just have to call myself out on this is, I wrote my best friend into this, like Mm -hmm. Erin, the sister that I created, Mm-hmm. I decided that Crutchy had a sister and not a fictional sister. I decided to make it my best friend. And then you killed and her. And then I murder her. Yeah, right you away. Set her on fire. Yep, that's correct. So Aaron, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, so lucky we're still together.
0: Um, I mean, I remember when I was in elementary school writing um, little stories where I would write my friends into the stories. Yes. And then... All the stories were like horror because all I was reading was like Stephen King. So all of my friends would be murdered in horrific ways, and then and then did you say elementary school? Elementary school, like eight years old. I'm talking fifth grade, and I was doing (laughs) this, and um, and then Columbine happened.
1: Oh, yes.
0: And everyone was like, hmm.
1: Okay, so what, they're like, what, I'm worried about Brad.
0: Yeah, so one of our students is writing a bunch of stories where he's mur- like, he's not doing it, but all of his classmates are being murdered in <laughs> in grisly ways that are lushly described because I I had read all these Stephen King books. Yeah. and I knew all the you know it's like, and he exploded into bloody chunks that splattered across the walls like oatmeal you know they're just like, like
1: this is a serial killer in the making
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> his vocabulary is too good he knows he has the imagery in his mind <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah and you know what i totally get you because i similarly had a fucked brain but at the same time i I think their cause for concern was fair.
0: (laughs) That is. Did you tell your friend? Be like, Sarah, I've got great news. I wrote you into this,
1: and And I murdered you straight away. I I don't even think I told her about this. Also, like, I think what makes it extra interesting is that Erin was like, she's been my childhood friend since we were like two or three years old. And, but she, interestingly enough, is not one of the theater kids. So for mm-hmm. me to drag her into this, like it wouldn't even flatter her. That's, mm-hmm. that's not at all her style style. Whereas if I had told my friends like Jason or Erica or like Haley Fife, like I wrote you into this, they'd all, they'd all also be like, hell yeah, that's hot. Oh my God. But- Haley
0: Fife would die to be written into. <laughs>
1: she would have been absolutely thrilled, but instead I chose Aaron who was literally like what why please don't involve me. So that really <laughs> That really adds to it for me. Like, oh don't worry, not only will I involve you, I'll light you on fire by the second page, and that's what I did. <laughs> so yeah, let's see. Henry, your wife and daughter were killed. Henry sat there, starring at the wall.
0: Starring?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, just wrote starring. He didn't need this now. Not ever. James was rubbing Henry's back, not knowing what he should do. He wished he could have said that everything was all right. He hated this so much. Henry, I'm so sorry. They couldn't escape. They tried, (laughs) Henry. I'm so sorry. Stop, James, Henry said. "I, uh, I need to be alone. Yes, of course, James replied as he quietly left the room, bumping into Timothy. Timothy, he screamed. You, you heard? Timothy nodded. He couldn't say anything, afraid the lump in his throat would just swell up even more. Oh, Timmy boy, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Uh, it's not your fault, James, Timothy managed to say. I need to take a walk. Timothy practically ran out of the building. He just wanted to be away from humanity, everything he was in shock nothing seemed real anymore maybe this was a dream maybe he was still home in bed please let this be a dream he prayed as he curled up in front of the building please god please and that's where i ended it and i never continued it <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man i I'd, <laughs> I'd love to know what happened at that but is that is is does this come up in newsies that Crutchy's family died or
1: you know what i i should have done my research right before this meeting i've seen newsies in so long and you know because i played crutchy i should probably know this but i feel like they don't go into his backstory i think this was all me daydreaming and fabricating again wishing for something terribly dramatic
0: All right, I'm looking up Crutchy's Newsies Wiki. There's a wiki for Newsies.
1: Fantastic. Um,
0: He's a dedicated Newsie with a bum leg. I mean, just has a bum leg. It's not like he was, you know, on planet Mustafar and his mentor chopped him up. Right. you know he's put back together. You know it's it just bum, just a bum. Right,
1: leg. just a bum leg. Yep. Um, let's see. What disease does Crutchy have in Newsies? I went immediately to the history books and oh, tried to I got figure it. out the
0: crippling effects of polio. Polio. There it left is. left him with a bum leg. Okay. You won't find him looking for sympathy. A tough little guy. He's always got a wisecrack and a smile.
1: So true. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> But yeah, no, I wanted something more tragic to happen to him, such as an abusive father and his mother and sister dying in a fire. I guess followed by him having to contract polio after all that.
0: Oh, let's see what the comments are.
1: Please.
0: <laughs> First Do comment is, how is his nickname spelt? Crutchy, C-R-U-T-C-H-Y, or Crutchy? C H R U T C H I I. <laughs> Trutch, trutchy. That's so funny. <laughs>
1: trutchy, trutchy. That's the first comment. That makes me so happy. And it's in,
0: uh, It's. it was in December 2020, so it's recently.
1: Oh, this question. Okay. We have to track this part. And then
0: there's some discussion. Someone says it was spelled uh, C-R-U-T-C-H-Y in the 1992 film and C-R-U-T-C-H-I-E in the stage musicals, all versions. Wow. says, And in real life, it was just crutch. And in real life, is it based on
1: real life? Yes, yes, based on... The, let's see what year it is so that I don't get this wrong.
0: Someone else says, people do realize Crutchy isn't his real name. And then someone else (laughs) says, does it matter? (laughs) And then someone else says, poor guy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That person read my fan fiction. (laughs) OK Newsies so was based to- off of the 19 or sorry, the 1899 Newsboy strike. So there were various Newsies. I think the Newsies were based off of people who were legitimately in that strike, and I guess Crutch was one of them.:
0: <laughs> I, I just love the idea. there's a like a, 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 a very active Newsies community. That, that is... I'm
1: gonna join right after this is over.
0: <laughs> Commenting on the wikis about all the different characters.
1: What if I just posted my chapter on one of those wiki pages?
0: And said this comment? was canon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I tried was this.
0: cut from the original script, but is technically canon. <laughs> his uh, his family died in a in a fight that started a fire. <laughs>
1: You know one of those eighteen eighty five fights that turned into a fire
0: They were on fire, and they were fighting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> died instantly.
0: Um, <laughs> so what uh, so what, by the way what 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 does happen to crutchy in the? musical. Why Why did you write about Crutchy? Just because he was sad?
1: Well, because I was playing Crutchy. I think I was doing this as like maybe a theater exercise, not prescribed by my director. Like our director was not into super hippy dippy acting projects. I think this mm-hmm. was something that clearly my friend Tracy and I took upon ourselves to do, to try to dig deep to see what we could conjure up in our performances. So I guess she did the same thing with her character racetrack. I now would love, I'm sure she doesn't have access to it, but I should ask her if she has. It. <laughs> but yeah, I think this was like an acting exercise, but I think I, so yes, you're to answer your question. Yes. I related to Crutchy because he was sad. That is completely accurate.
0: And then you added, Actually, he's even sadder than you think. That's right.
1: <laughs> he seems cheery in the movie, but if you look a little deeper, there's a sad boy inside there, and that sad boy lives in me too.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. Going, <laughs> yes. and, and how old Feel were you? Bad.
1: 14, 14.
0: Yes. Perfect age to be into sad boys. <laughs> yes.
1: Loved a sad boy, related to a sad boy. It, it was everything. Absolutely. <laughs> and yes, um, I have my final piece here, also just a quick one to two pager. This one, less sad, this was um I was wow, this is like eleven years ago. The today's the eleventh. So this was eleven and eleven years ago and one day to the date. This is the diary. It says flower power. <laughs> I think I thought I got it for my birthday because my birthday's in February. It's on the 16th. And I think this must have been an early birthday gift. So I thought it was really special. So, real quick, I say, Dear Flower Power, because as you know, you have to address your diary to whatever the title is on the front cover. So, <laughs> Dear Flower Power, it's February 10th. 2000 I'm almost 10 February 16th 2000 I am turning 10 right now I'm watching who wants to be a millionaire (laughs) once on that show a guy lost on the first question the question was in the nursery rhyme little Jack Horner what did Jack pull out a blackbird, a plum, and I forgot the other two, but the guy said a blackbird. It was really funny, but after a while, I started to feel bad for the guy. It,
0: it, this is just another crutchy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoever is reading this, if you don't know, the answer is plum. I was... <laughs> I was born on February 16th, 1990. What is this segue? I hope you enjoy this one of a kind flower power book. If I don't finish this book, you can start writing in it and then bury it in the yard. That's right, spelled yard instead of yard for 100 or more years And wait till someone finds it. By the way, my name is Emily (laughs) Christina Diego. I have a mom, Joni Marie Diego, a dad, Kenneth Martin Diego, a sister, Madeline Rose Diego, and a dog, Valentino Biter Diego.
0: Everyone has, you know, all your family members and your dog's middle name. You gave your
1: dog a middle name. And named it Biter because he... Likes to bite people, as you you know, as you do. My dog is a cocker spaniel. The reason we named him Valentino is because he was born on Valentine's Day. We got him in Connecticut in 1998. We might get another dog. We want a half cocker, half lab. I'm about to I'm about to refer to cocker spaniel as just cocker for a really long time. So just bear with me. We want another dog. We want a half cocker, half lab, but we might just get another cocker because the breeder of my dog only breeds cockers. <laughs> <laughs> Even though ER is a grown up show, I watch it and it's on now. So bye for now. And then I proceeded to never write in this book again. So I'm going to bury it in the yard and just wait 100 or more years to see if someone digs it up.
0: Perfect. And then whoever digs it up will assume that you watched that episode of ER and it was so mature and so traumatizing that you died.
1: That I, I died. <laughs> I, I lit myself on fire. <laughs> right.
0: Um. So, Emily, is there anything that you would like to plug before we wrap
1: up? Hey, um, I'm sure you all are dying to hire me as a writer, so one at a time. Um, but yeah, I do. I did just, um, I hired my friend Matt McNish to make my website, because I was feeling mega overwhelmed doing it myself. Um, but my website is to pitch that I produce films, and web series, and other video type of projects. Um, and that I also, um, do voiceovers. So that's kind of my dual website and it's Mm emilydiego.com. That's right. (laughs) That's exactly right. But yeah, emilydiego.com. Um, if you want to check that out, that's, and also if you need a website and you don't want to make it and you're overwhelmed, hire Matt McNish. I'm also going to plug Matt McNish. Oh, that's nice. But yeah, that's, that's the main thing. I am working on a project kind of about my theater days, as I mentioned earlier, but that's a, a slower process. We're kind of taking our time with it, making sure we um, make it exactly what we want it to be. So that'll be hopefully in my future, but other than that, nothing, nothing really right now, but thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, thanks for doing it. Um, all right. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast for bonus content. Our theme music is by To-Do List, a.k.a. Harrison Lot. Our uh, editing is by Gabby Gottlieb with production help from Jason Ryder. Special thanks to Patreon subscribers, April Adams, Andrew Akraboff, Sam Bowers, Ann Welty, Adam Kershat, Caleb Brecken, Eric Peterson, Chris Van Hooten, Rick Dugan, and Susie Carroll. And if you like this podcast, check out one of our other Devil's Daughter podcasts like Talking Shop, in which hosts James Dugan and Rob Grabowski interview comedians in the Chicago comedy community about life, comedy, and everything in between and experience the world. A guided auditory experience of pre-quarantine activities like baseball and kissing. And Devil's Daughter is now offering online improv workshops and classes. Through partnerships with local BIPOC improv teams and donations to social justice organizations, your class tuition helps fund and grow our community. Check out Devil's Daughter's Instagram and Facebook for more information. Hey, Devil's Daughter. I remember them.